the Bar is a podcast for dance studio owners by dance studio owners. Every week, we seek to unpack what is happening in our lives, our businesses, our hearts, and our minds. Sometimes we take a serious tone, other weeks, not so much. Either way, we hope you feel encouraged, supported, motivated and uplifted by simply knowing you are not alone. Join us at the bar. Hello and welcome back to the bar. It is Miss Jane joined by the lovely as ever Miss Mel. Hello to you. Hello Miss Jane. How are you? <laughs> I'm so good. I'm so good. I was just telling you before I've got a house full of teenagers that have all got the day off school. So um yeah, apologies in advance for any extra noise in the back. Yes. I'd like a pupil-free day. I love them actually because I just was like, oh, okay, that's it. Everybody's off school. We've got some coming up for the royal show. We've got a day off coming up and we are not going to the royal show. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. But hopefully not not recording a podcast on that day. <laughs> we'll it's, plan that better, hey? Yeah, yeah. It's been a couple of weeks since our last chat um, where we were talking about pivoting. Um, yeah. During that time, probably quite a lot's happened in your business. I've been overseas to New York, New York. Wait you with envy Miss Jane yeah. and so that's probably a whole nother session um, but yeah it does feel like a long time between drinks at the bar Miss Mel but basically what we talked about in our last episode was responding to changes in the business when they weren't really planned wasn't it you know it was kind of like how do we cope with when we've had one idea and then something has forced a change and often that surrounded that conversation was surrounding people management you know when you you feel like you've got all your ducks in a row and then a duck quits then <laughs> <laughs> um, you're like oh yeah oh I'm back in the pond with my other ducks type thing and um, yeah but today we wanted to extend the conversation a little bit and talk about I guess when we're in charge of changing the direction of our business and how that can feel and um, I think it takes courage because a lot of the time um, I can only talk for myself and I'd be interested to hear your views in a minute but we've had a vision you know we've had that kind of idea about what things are going to be like and then at some point might you might start to question it and go oh I'm not sure if what I wanted back when I set that vision is what I want now. And I think it does take a bit of courage to change direction. Um, What are your, I guess, initial thoughts on the topic, Mel? I think that point about courage is huge, isn't it? Because we really do set um, the tone and, and expectations amongst our customer base and when we we change that when we decide that actually this is not where we're heading as a business anymore there are people that are going to be impacted by that it might be the customers but it might Mm. also be the staff team Mm. Um, so that can be really challenging I think to to kind of line up all of those ducks and think Mm. well 
I am going to make some of these ducks unhappy, aren't I? Like they're not going to necessarily want this. But I think that's where being really strategic and having having a long-term plan but also being really aware of the business environment that you're operating within and the context and letting that sort of inform you and not sort of closing your mind to... um, the possibilities you know sometimes mm. things have come my way where you know I was never going to do acro yeah right me neither you know like I was like oh gosh you know there's gymnastics blah 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 blah. um well now our acro program's really popular and it's a big part of our school at something and I've I've learned more about what that can be because I mm. opened my mind to the possibilities so I, I mean that's one small example but um yeah so I think there's two things you know, in that for me, that there's that having a long-term vision but also always looking at the possibilities around you and, and not being closed-minded. I love um, that. I, yeah, and I'd not I'd not given that kind of um, take on this, this conversation. Like I'd not given that much thought but I love that and it's so true and I can relate. And you know what? I think probably a whole lot of dance studio owners can relate to that example that you just shared, which is why it's such a good one. Um, because probably we were making decisions on not wanting something based on a pretty small amount of information and you saying, like, just open open your mind just to be curious about it, you might find that there's value in there rather than just saying, no, that's not for us, no, that's not for us. Um, similar story with Acro here, um, but also with musical theatre. You know, I'd always loved musical theatre um it's now like a huge part of our school it's a huge retention strategy I love it as almost well no I'd say I love it as much as I love ballet now because to be honest Mel I needed something new and I didn't know what it was right so I'd always danced and sung and things but I've also been doing ballet for 37 years (laughs) and I love that and I can't live without it I've tried but I can't, I can't say it particularly challenges me on a cognitive level. Like I do try and dig yeah. deeper and read and learn and things, but there's a part of me that's not challenged, like it's not, I don't want to use the word bored, but just not overly excited, whereas yeah. now I'm, I'm running productions and musical theatre productions and things. That really excites me because it's just so different and it's just so fresh for me and new. Um, and it was only, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say that actually was one of my, like we're thinking about the conversation before we jumped on today, that the idea of pivoting is really closely linked for me to making sure that I'm challenging my mind, hmm. that you know, the status quo for me, you know, doing the same thing day in, day out. I do like routine. Hmm. There's part of that that I do like. There's safety in that. Um, but I get bored. I get so bored. I'm like, I can't yep. do this thing year in, year out. I need yep. to keep evolving and changing what we're doing. Um, yeah, that's a big part of it for me. Oh, yeah, I hear you. And, you know, that probably, again, is... Um, oh, I lost myself there. Oh, I lost myself there. Oh, yeah, don't lose yourself. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hold on. Hold on. Audio troubles. How's that? How's that? Yeah, yeah, I haven't lost you. Oh, I've got a... Oh, I've got a... 
um, what's it called, like a foldback issue happening here. But anyway, I'll just keep hearing the voices in my head. Um, it's nothing unusual. Uh, I'll just speak kindly. Now I've mm -hmm. lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh, we were talking about challenging our minds. Oh, yeah. So I was thinking it's something about like perhaps the creative person in us as well, you know, like that need to keep pushing and creating something new that didn't exist before. Part of being an entrepreneur is doing exactly that. That is a creative pursuit in my mind. Um, and, yeah, the, the worst thing that we can do is get bored, right? <laughs> so we do have to be open to, to change. Um, yeah. I was going to make a comment. I, the biggest pivots that have happened in my business have been around what I value and that what I value has changed over time, um, mm -hmm. sometimes without me realising, and that's why I'm a big, big advocate, as you well know, of always um, just keeping in touch with your values. It's not like a set and forget thing. You do a values test and then you're like, oh, right, that's what I value. I I have been testing my values um, every year since uh, 2015 and there are some very consistent threads now like obviously my family right um, most mums live and breathe for their family and I am no different but I have there have been a few subtle changes and just knowing that has helped me understand why I might be seeking change in my business so each time I had a baby I actually um, some part of my school, not shrunk, but I, I pulled in the reins, you know, I stopped the growth for that year after a baby. Mm -hmm. And so that that's really is a pivot because you're saying, look, we're just putting the brakes on, just yeah. growing this human. And I know we've talked about that before. For me right now, I'm actually descaling my business. I don't know if that's a term. I just... Isn't that what you do to well, yeah, <laughs> and I descale my coffee machine, so like it's a thing. Um, <laughs> but I'm descaling my business, and I'm telling you that it's scary because, and this is like a bit embarrassing to share, and I hope that our lovely listeners don't judge me in any way, um, and if they do, well, bleh. Um but the reason I've been resisting descaling, that is reducing the size of my studio, is because I don't want other people to make assumptions about me and think that, oh, she's failed, right? right. Oh, she's shutting down that branch. Things mustn't be going that well. Oh, she shut, a, she shut down a branch last year and now this year she's shutting down another branch. Wow, things must be really tough. And then making assumptions and then me feeling like a failure, which is ridiculous because then I'm living my life based on what other people are, might be thinking. So stupid. So I've got over that. Um, and I am in the process of... Uh, I had up to five satellite branches and close to a 1,000 students and it's not serving me anymore. It's just not serving me. It's not what I want. It's not in alignment with my values. I've got other things to do. I don't want to sell my school. My, my kids go to it. I still want it in my life but not in the form that it was, right? Mm -hmm. So I just have to have this courage to get over that what other people may or may not think I know why I'm doing it. I want it to become less of a massive beast. I want it to become 
um, not such a massive part of my family's life and just but still there and so I'm closing my satellite studios slowly one by one each year to the point that I will just have my one location and a more manageable number of students now I know that sounds crazy to a whole lot of people who are out there trying to grow their business as big as they can but um, my dance studio is only one part of my company. I have four or five, I don't know, other businesses. And so it's not my only income source. Yeah. But see, there I am justifying it again, right? I don't need to yeah. do that. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. But see, it comes back to that point about taking, it takes courage. It takes courage to, because you are putting yourself out there. You know that people are going to make comments. Um, or make assumptions um, and you have to be really strong within your own convictions and your decisions and you know the people closest to you know exactly what that's about but it, it does you public stuff. Mm. at the end of the day when you're when you're a studio owner you are a very public figure in your local community and and also for you Jane I mean you've got a very strong profile more broadly within the dance um, studio owner industry so I, I can completely understand those feelings of like wanting to justify it I don't mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with you know that is a little bit of your ego talking but that's okay mm. to, like, to acknowledge that and say I need to talk about this and share this with people so people understand yeah. where I'm at and why I'm doing it and I think um, the, biggest, the biggest thing that I've come to peace without make, about making these decisions, that is if I fail to act based on what other people might feel or say or think, then whose life am I living? Oh, exactly. Right? I'm not living my life. I'm living my life according to what other people may or may not be thinking. It really is when you really unpack it. And so that was my key thing I wanted to push today is if you are seeking, if your business is not serving you, then change it. It doesn't matter if it's serving, like it has to serve you first. It has to serve you first because otherwise you're living a life that is never going, you're never going to feel fulfilled. You're always going to feel like something's not in alignment. And like yeah. at risk of, you know, repeating myself over and over again, it just has to keep coming back to, is this aligned with my values at this point in time? If not, what can I do to change that? Yeah. And it's a, that's a really powerful thing too, isn't it, in terms of, what's serving you because mm. and we talked about this before we we jumped on to record that we are givers mm. that in the role as educators and teachers and leaders within our business we are giving to all of those people around us and as parents as well and so that is exhausting that's fatiguing mm. so if your business is not then serving you in return i.e paying you a wage um, and serving your, you know, in alignment with your values, then you're just going to be exhausted mm. and it's not going to be joyful. It's not no. going to be fun. You're just going to constantly feel exhausted. Aren't and you? Who wants to like that? Yeah, exhausted, stressed, resentful. <laughs> yeah, oh resentful. Oh, yeah. that's a long, isn't it? You know, living the dream. Oh, isn't isn't small business ownership so great? You know, here we are stressed out of our heads. And um, on that, I think 
I know you and I have talked extensively about this both on air and off air, but it's worth repeating, is what serves you is not going to serve the studio owner next door and vice versa. And God, it is hard to not mm. see, like now, you know, every, what everybody is doing is so visible. Thanks, Facebook and Instagram stories. We now have up to the second updates of what's happening in everybody's lives, even more than we did before. Yeah. And it's so hard to not be like, oh, do I want that? Do I want that? Is that, oh, they're doing that. Should I be doing that? And it, it just is, I, I fall for it all the time. I'm like, oh, girl, get off so your social media because yeah. I've come to a point in my life, I'm going to sound like I'm 80. Are you ready for this? Like I am going to sound like I'm <laughs> No, wait for it. It's really good. I've come to a point in my life I just don't want to work so hard. <laughs> <laughs> true, story, true story. And I this is freaking me out because I've always been so bloody conscientious and now sometimes I'm like, I don't want to go to work, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> but then I look on and see what everybody else is doing and they're kicking all these goals and I'm reading a book. You know, and I go, oh, oh, is this is this what I'm meant to be doing, right? So you just got to keep asking the question and answering it, asking the question and answering it. Um, yeah. Hmm. Well, and to get really blunt, you know, we're we're not here for a very long time. No. My, my, today, the day that we're recording, my eldest child had, is turning fifteen, and I <laughs> went back and had a look at some photos this morning, and I was like, oh my. Lordy, how where are those fifteen years gone? Honestly, yeah, it's so cliche and it's cliche for a reason. But you know that kind of space between your twenties and thirties, when you know if you are choosing to have children and raise a family, at that time just blinking, it's gone. Yeah, blinking, it's gone. It's it's gone. And and now I'm I'm constantly thinking about. Um, you know, I'm trying to be really mindful with the kids and, and mm. really enjoy my time with them because they, they are a bit more enjoyable now that they're older and don't need their nappies. <laughs> <to take. laughs> yes, yeah, it's less, it's less um, physical work, isn't it? It's yeah. more emotional work now. <laughs> but I actually, you know, I really am enjoying that. Like I, I love my kids and I love spending time with them mostly. Um, but like I'm going, in the next 10 years, they're gone. Yes. So what am I looking at? Well, I want to look at a life where I can go on holidays and enjoy the fruits of my labour that mm -hmm. I've exhausted myself over the last, you know, 10, 15 years for. Mm. Um, I'm running myself into the ground and I, I do get more tired now than I used to when I was oh, younger. Oh. Like, you know, oh. like, so what's the point? I think it just, come, it does come back to that, you know, point about what what do I value right now what's really important to me and yes it's lovely to look at what everybody else is doing but what is going to serve me and my family and my mm. relationship with my husband and mm. you know all those things are just as important as well more important than my students and the school and and everything yeah. else that yeah 
And I think, um, you know, like I grew my school really quickly and I was very proud of it and everybody told me how clever I was and I felt great. And I sometimes now look back and go, what was I trying to prove? And I think I was trying to prove to myself that I could do it. And so that's part of like um, the descaling process now is I was like, oh, yeah, I did it, right? I've proven that. And now I don't want it anymore. <laughs> be gone. Yeah, be gone, but not completely gone. Um, yeah, and so just looking at our motivation and maybe like if I'd, I don't know, I don't know if anything would have changed if I'd worked that out earlier, but I was certainly pottering around this morning thinking, why did I, like what was my motivation? And I, I do think a part of it, like obviously my philosophy about all um, my thoughts about dance impacting lives is very strong and I, I just have this thing like everybody should dance. Yes, that's part of it. But, look, I think another part of it was just proving to myself that I could. Oh, I don't know how helpful that is or isn't. It's just a kind of out loud comment. But maybe just having a little bit more time for reflection as your business grows and Um, I think we get so busy doing all the things (laughs) that very rarely we stop and go, is this what I want? Am I happy? Is this what I want to keep doing? You know, and summer holidays are great for that during vacation. I think that is a good time just where you've got a a bit more headspace. But to really do it, like commit to it. And, and ask yourself some difficult questions. Am I happy? Am I happy at the moment with my business in this way? Why am I always striving for my more students? The thing is, if we're always striving for something and we've not worked out why, then we'll never arrive there and we'll always feel dis- discomfort, we'll always feel not fulfilled. And that's no way to live a life, like if we're always striving and never arriving. So I think, yeah, really having to dig a little bit deeper then we might go, okay, yeah, I want more students, but at the same time, this is serving me. This is where I need to be right now, right now, because my children are little and, you know, I've just had a new baby and it's okay, I've got 100 students because when my children are a bit older, I can do other things, blah, blah, blah. And that's, I mean, basically what you've summarised there is the Buddhism that, you know, like... You know me. (laughs) I was getting quite cool right now when you were talking. <laughs> like the, the active gratitude is mm. right now, right now, what have I got in front of me? What am I grateful for? What am I doing that's actually serving me and my life and my family? And, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really interesting, isn't it, to think I about. Think it's, it's, yeah. Ourselves. Like I don't want to be bored, but then what, what Look, am I saying? Yeah, yeah. And like we're both kind of talking out loud. We've got more questions than answers. But hopefully what we're saying is making people think about their own situation. Like we can't comment on your situation. We can hardly comment on ours. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I think also, you know, there's a certain personality type. You and I are quite closely aligned um, in that we are entrepreneurial, right? So we do want to keep creating things that don't exist. I'm the worst for it. Look at me go. but that that previously, maybe two years ago, 
up until two years ago. Previously, I felt a little bit chaotic about all of that, like I was never enough, um, never kind of getting there. And in the last two years, I've done a lot of work and I just feel really peaceful now. You know, I feel really peaceful and I know that there's a whole lot more out there for me to do, but I know I will do it when the time is right and I don't feel like that constant urgency. Like I... I felt hassled and I'm look I'm not gonna lie I reckon a lot of that was about working from home with young children like you do feel constantly hassled you do feel like there is an urgency because you don't have enough time to do anything without being interrupted so when you get to your laptop and you've just put your baby to sleep I remember that feeling Mel I'm sure you do too of like sitting down and being like that baby better sleep for two hours, right? And then that two hours goes like in two minutes, yeah? Or they wake up. <laughs> like, yeah. no. So I think you do get yourself in that like that state where you're like, oh, your, your cortisol's like firing, you know? Absolutely. Um, and it takes some deprogramming and I reckon that's what's been happening to me because, oh, my goodness, this is a really helpful call for me. I feel like I'm at the therapist, Mel. I just worked out that Liam is seven. He started school two years ago and I reckon I've been deprogramming for two years. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, my goodness. It is so true. It is such a... So anyone that's listening out there that have young children, pace yourself. Pace mm. yourself. Give yourself the space and time because it, it does go quickly but it feels like when you're in oh. it, it's never going to end. <laughs> oh, it does. And and that's that saying, isn't it? Like the days are long but the years are short. But, my God, those days were long sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah but I, I feel like we're in a bit of a luxurious position now, aren't we? You know, like yes. I'm sitting here, my kids are home because they've got a day off school, but, they're, you know, I'm sitting on my bed with a blankie on my knee talking to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've that, you know, 10 years ago. There's no way. No. Um, yeah, so it, I think that's part of it too, isn't it, that we're, we're in that different space. So, you know, if you do have young children, just, just pace yourself and reach out to other people because it's important for your own mental health and well-being is mm. just an aside there. Yeah, and, and I think work to, to realise that, yes, you are hustling, you, you are in that, that kind of constant state of alert, but maybe if you could carve out, like if, again, it comes down to awareness, if you are feeling like tight as a spring all the time, it's not a matter of going out and getting a massage and stuff like that. My God, that helps. But it's, mm. it's, it's deeper than that. It, it, you need to rewire your brain. It is chemical. Um, yeah. And so you need to put in some practices that are, I think, more daily, you know, like a once-a-month massage is not going to change your mindset. You need to do work daily about getting yourself from a state of chaos to calm. You know I'm a big meditation fan. Um, I, I just, it's changed my life, Mel, but the weirdest part about it is I never had time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I never had time to do it because I was so freaking busy. Um, but I wish I'd found it earlier. And now I know, like, instead of reaching for a Panadol, you know, like at one o'clock in the afternoon and you're like, oh, my God, half the day's gone and I've got to do this and then I've got to do that. Um, instead of reaching for a Panadol like I used to, I go, okay, girl, you need 10 minutes on the floor and I meditate for 10 minutes and guess what? 
My headache generally, eight times out of ten, not always, it's not a fail-safe, will, will go. And it's because I've just given myself, like, I've just rewired my brain in that ten minutes and taken myself from chaos to calm. And I do feel very peaceful, like I said. I feel very blessed that I feel generally, not always because I'm human, but generally at peace with the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just imagine you like like a puppet. <laughs> what? <laughs> you sound like a muppet. <laughs> <laughs> I've got lots of voices. You know that. Um, well, you know I saw Sesame Street in New York, right? Oh, yes. All right, you did see that. That's exciting. Very excited. Well, after Googling Sesame Street, after finding the sign, I found that they only put the sign up um, in May of this year. So my friend, who is a native New Yorker, she didn't even know. And I was like, Shanaz, I found Sesame Street. She's like, well, where is that? So it's up oh, by Lincoln Centre, if anybody wants to know. I think about West 50, oh, 53rd, I don't know. Look it up. Google it. I was very excited. I don't know why, but... Yeah. Oh, it's all exciting. New York mm. sounds exciting in general. In general. But, but, darling, bring me home. Like, you know, loved it. But take me to the beach, my girl. Take me to the beach. 100%. That's, that's where it's at for us. You and I, we're, we're the same there. All right. Well, I think that's probably... <laughs> <laughs> a good time to wrap up. Um, I feel like thanking you for listening to me today. I do feel like I shared a lot of my soul. Mm. But uh, hopefully it was helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was very um, deep in thought a lot of the time when you were talking. So I'm going to have to listen back to this conversation. I'm not sure if we entirely covered all that we wanted to cover, but... Oh, like whenever do we do that gee that's not how it's meant to be <laughs> all right miss well, mel miss well you just changed your name to miss well it's okay my little puppet <laughs> thank you for a fun episode i thoroughly enjoyed being back at the bar with you yes i'm looking forward to our next chat miss jane absolutely okay my darling bye for now now thanks for listening to at the bar with jane and mel we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast we would love for you to leave us a rating or review on apple podcasts let us know what you think what topics you'd love us to cover or any feedback you'd like to pass along you can reach out to us both via the dance studio success with jane gretch facebook page send us an inbox we'd love to hear from you Thanks for listening and we hope that our podcast helps you as you navigate the highs and lows of dance studio ownership. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 